0: All right. So something that I have recently decided to do is to do more Facebook Live trainings. Um, and then I'm going to take them and put them either on YouTube or in on the podcast so that people can listen to the audio. If you would like to watch them live or submit questions, I would encourage you to join the Prolific Author community on Facebook. You can find it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Prolific Author. So that's what you will be listening to today, my latest Facebook Live, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's hop in. Hi there. Do you want to write fiction that readers gush about, but you can't figure out how to fill in the beginning, middle, or end of your story? I can help with that. Do you struggle to flesh out character or plot or to stick with your story long enough to finish it? I can help with that. Once your book is written, are you totally clueless about marketing? Do you find yourself Googling how to market a book or how to make money on fiction? I can help with that. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. You know you're meant to write fiction, but you can't seem to nail down the skills or processes that make it simple and repeatable, not to mention fun. So you wait around for the muse to show up, try to force your story into a template or outline, or take months, if not years, to discover your story. Plot twist, there's a better way. Hi, I'm Liesl, USA Today bestselling author, story psychologist, writing craft geek Christian, and story clarity coach. After 10 years of trying to master fiction using the old industry standard writing advice, I still felt lost. I finally learned what fictional storytelling and the human template are really about. Humanity, emotional connection, and serving our readers by giving them relief through vicarious experience. Imagine learning how to flesh out your characters, plot, world, and theme with such definition and clarity that every story you ever write lands with readers and makes people go, wow, now there's an author. Imagine knowing how to drill down to the heart of your story to learn what it's really about and tell the unique story that only you can tell so that you can get more readers, more downloads, more royalties, and of course, more fiction writing success. This is the podcast for you. We are prolific authors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's live coaching call. How's everyone doing? We are going to talk about how to increase your word count every session that you write without uh, getting burnt out and do it pretty naturally and pretty easily. So um, let me get to where I need to be. Remember that um, I am using StreamYard, which means you can scroll down on the post and give StreamYard permission to use your name. That's just because they are a third-party platform. They aren't part of Facebook. Um, If you don't do that, I will still see your comments, but it'll just say like Facebook user. (laughs) So I won't know what your name is. (laughs) Um, So if you want to do that, go ahead. You can give them permission to show me what your name is if you want. Um, Yeah. So we are just going to jump in and get started on time today. I don't want to keep you too long. I do have an announcement to make at the end, which will take me just four or five minutes when we're done and ready to wrap up. Um, so yeah, um, throw me a comment and tell me how you're doing and maybe where you're watching from and we will get started here in just about 30 seconds. I just need to pull up where the comments are. Okay. All right. Let me make this a little bit bigger for you. There we go. Okay. Okay. So we all know that we want to get our books written as, you know, quote unquote, quickly and efficiently as possible. And so we're going to talk about what you need to do in order to make that happen today. Okay. I'm going to start with talking about four mistakes authors make when they're trying to increase their word count and how to fix them. Because if you fix these four mistakes, that is what's going to automatically help you increase your word count. All right. So we will start there and we'll start with the mistakes and then we'll go into a little bit more of the solution. So, um, (laughs) if you've ever looked at your computer like this when you're writing, uh, then you have probably experienced some of these mistakes that I'm going to talk about. Um, What I've discovered is that these four mistakes are like the major things that keep writers from being able to, excuse me, to increase their word count and develop a really solid writing habit, okay? And it's probably going to surprise you what they are, because it's probably not what you think. Um, Most of them are relatively small and easily fixable, but they do make all the difference in um, helping you to write more words, higher quality words, write faster, write more efficiently, all of that, okay? So I'm going to start by telling you a little story. It was a particular writing session that i was in uh just me sitting at my computer writing and it was years ago when i was in college so i was sitting at my computer and i remember i was staring at the little you know word counter i was probably using microsoft word uh on the page and i just couldn't believe how low it was right i'd been sitting at my computer racking my brain trying to come up with a chapter you know that i was writing for over an hour. And I was aiming for about 2000 words. I had to get it done by the next day so that I could send it to my critique group. And after an hour, I was only at about 500 words, okay? I was so frustrated and my brain hurt. I just wanted to stop for the day. I wanted to give up, but I didn't feel like I could because I had a deadline. I had to get this to my critique group and I promised I would get a chapter out that week. And I just remember sitting and thinking, I just don't understand how some authors can write 5000 words in a day or 5000 words in a session some of them write 10k a day i mean how do they do that it's taking me an hour to get out 500 words and i'm nowhere near done and my brain hurts you know and <laughs> i just can't imagine being able to do that i just couldn't wrap my head around it and you know of course i wanted to be able to just sit down at any given time and pound out a respectable number of words you know a, a number that would allow me to get my books written and build my backlist so that i could be a professional author, right? I wanted to do that. It wasn't a lack of desire. I just didn't know how. And, you know, once again, my brain was hurting. <laughs> so I, desi- I decided right then and there that I was going to figure this out, okay? Somehow or other, if other authors could do it, so could I. Um, I kind of started from there. You know, of course, this was a long time ago, and I was still going to school. And of course, like everybody, I had lots of different things going on in my life. So it wasn't like, I could dedicate eight hours a day to this or anything, but I just started reading books about building habits and, you know, kind of experimenting with different approaches in how to get my writing done. Things like different times of day and different techniques and, you know, just taking advice from other authors, things like that. And along the way, uh, doing this for years and finally nailing down my own writing process that allows me to be prolific... I kind of stumbled upon these mistakes because not only did I make them a lot, but I saw other people making them a lot, okay? These are mistakes that keep authors from getting their writing done. And once again, they're probably not what you think. It has nothing to do with what time of day you write. It has nothing to do with how good, you know, what does that even mean, quote unquote, how good a writer you are. Um, It has nothing to do with the genre you write and believe it or not, it doesn't even have to do a whole lot with whether you're a plotter or a panzer. Now, all of those things I just mentioned They're important and they have their place, okay? And they can definitely um, add to a problem or take away from a problem depending on how they're handled, but they are not the core reason that you're not getting your words done, okay? It is one of these mistakes (laughs) that is the reason that you're not getting them written. So let's talk about what these mistakes are, okay? The first one is waiting for the muse to appear. Um, This is when you sit down to write, but you can't think of anything and you don't have much inspiration. And so you go, well, maybe the muse will appear tomorrow, and then you get up and don't write, okay? Um, I think all of us are guilty of doing this at some point in our career. I definitely am. And obviously, I hope that this is obvious to you, that is not the best way to get your book written, and it's certainly not the best way to become prolific. Now, I do understand where it comes from. It's a very romantic notion in our space, in the indie author space, to wait for the muse to give us inspiration right um we're all very creative minded and we kind of see it as i don't know as as some sort of elevated position that we only write when the muse comes to us right (laughs) um and, and you know there are there are writers who are pretty famous for doing that and so i'm not going to say that it doesn't come from somewhere but most of the writers who are famous for doing that wrote exactly one novel in their lifetime that just became really, really popular. But I can pretty much guarantee that they did not ever live off their writing, okay, because one novel is not going to do that for you. On the flip side, let's take a look at someone like Stephen King, arguably one of the most successful novelists of all time. You know, whether you like his stuff or not, he is very, very successful. And he has famously said that he writes 2,000 words every single day no matter what okay it can be a holiday it can be a weekend he can be sick he can have family stuff going on it doesn't matter he always always writes and once again he's one of the most successful novelists of all time so you have to remember that okay think about that it's best not to wait for the muse to appear okay because if you're waiting and waiting and waiting on that nine times out of ten it's never going to appear maybe every once in a while sure but it's not something that is reliable that you can count on, okay? So you have to get started in order for the muse to appear. You have to cultivate the muse purposefully, okay? And you actually can do that. You have to show up and sort of create the environment that calls the muse to you rather than just randomly waiting for it to come, okay? Now, I'm gonna talk more about that in just a minute when we get more to the solution section, but let's, um, let's get through these mistakes first, okay? So that's mistake number one, waiting for the news to appear. The second is saying, I'll write when I have time to write. (laughs) Again, not the most productive thing, okay? So this is when you can't find time to write in the day. You're super busy. Um, Maybe there's a few times that come to mind, but they're so small, you know, little slices of time throughout the day that you just kind of go, eh, that's not going to really get me very far. So whatever, I just won't do it. Um, you, basically can't figure out a a writing schedule for yourself, or if you do figure it out, kind of, sort it, you're not sticking to it. Okay. Has anybody, if you've been guilty of this at some point in the past, put I in the chat. Okay. Because most of us go through this, especially when we're starting writing and just getting used to it. So maybe you've, um, you know, tried to fit it in just, you know, quote unquote, when you have time, but that doesn't usually happen. Um, When you think about your day, maybe, like I said, a few things come to mind and you kind of go, oh, hey, yeah, I never do something at that time of day. Maybe that'll work, you know, but does it really? I mean, how often does it actually work? Maybe sometimes. Again, it's every so often. Um, So I've got some eyes in the chat. Thank you. Yep, everybody does it. But it's just not reliable. And we all know that we have to have reliable writing times if we are going to, you know, get our books written in an efficient manner. Okay. Okay. So clearly, this also is not the best way to get your writing done. And of course, you know, it's understandable. We are all busy. We all have a million things to do every day. But here's the thing. I've talked to a lot of authors in my time. I've interviewed a lot of authors for my podcast. And every single author that I have ever talked to who is truly prolific blocks out time to write, okay? They don't just say, I'll get to it at some point, or when I have time, I'll do it. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that they write at the same time every day, or that all of them are sitting at their computer eight hours a day writing. No, I mean, far from it, but they, they block it out and they commit to it and they get it done. Okay. Um, maybe once again, there are some writers who only write when they have time, but let me ask you this. Does every writer who says that, that they'll only write when they have time. Do they always have massive success? No, in fact, the vast majority of them don't have much success at all. But once again, every single writer I've talked to who is very successful and very prolific blocks out time. Okay, so make sure that this is something that you're thinking about. If you are always only writing when you have time, what that's doing is that is making your writing your last priority, okay? It's the last thing on the list that needs to be done. So when things go wrong or get too busy, which they always will, it's the first thing that drops off and then you're wondering why you didn't get your writing done. Well, this is why you have to prioritize it more than that. Okay. And and think of it like work. I mean, if you have a job or any kind of commitment, but let's just say it's your day job, can you really go to your boss and say, uh, I don't really feel like working, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> or, you know, I'm really busy with other stuff. So if I have time, I'll get those tasks done. Okay. I mean, I guess theoretically you could, but you're probably gonna get fired real fast doing that. <laughs> so you kind of have to treat your writing the same way. Okay trying to fit it in when you only have time uh, means that you just never will. Okay. Um, The other thing that I want to stress here is that I actually talk a lot. I mentioned it on the podcast about writing in the cracks of life. And it occurs to me that that might be a little confusing for some people because that's a little bit different. So just to clarify, writing in the cracks of life is kind of what I mentioned a few minutes ago, that it's finding time wherever you can to write. So it's not going to be... Maybe every day, it's not going to be at the same time every day, and it may not be a a set amount of time every writing session you have. It might be one day it's in the morning before everyone wakes up, the next day maybe it's in the afternoon when your kids are napping, maybe the next day it's after everyone goes to bed in the evening, you know it's just finding little places that you can to write because you have so many other priorities, okay? That is what I call writing in the cracks of life. But even if that's the way that you're doing your writing, you still have to block out that time and commit to it, okay? It's not the same thing as just saying, maybe I'll get to it if I have time, okay? So just to clarify, they're not quite the same thing. You can write whenever and wherever you have time for as long as a time you have, but just make sure that you're blocking it out, that you are prioritizing it, and know that that is when you're gonna get your writing done, okay? So that's mistake number two. Mistake number three is taking a long, long time to get your writing done. Now, I know this is going to sound maybe a little critical, and I don't mean it to be, but this is, just think of this as fact and something that has actually been researched very, very well. Um, so first of all, let's kind of define what I mean by this. You're writing very slowly, or like I said in my, um, my story at the beginning, I was frustrated because i have been sitting there for an hour and I only had 500 words. Now, that's not bad at all. I mean, it's 500 words, but I was trying to get to 2000. And at that pace, it was going to take me another three hours to get there. And I just, I didn't have the brain power for it. Right. I didn't have the bandwidth. So it's just writing really slowly. And then after a while you kind of lose motivation because it's taking so long. And that means that it takes weeks or months or years to finish your book. And sometimes you never finish, right? Um, When this happens, you know, I think authors just tend to accept that they write really slowly and then they just sort of lose more motiv- motivation Sorry, over time. They're constantly in a state of trying to finish your book and it's not really working. And sometimes you even move on to another book because you've kind of lost interest in the first one. But then over time, the same thing happens with that second book, right? And it's really frustrating. I mean, I've been there and I know how it is and it's, uh, it's so difficult to get past that, right? Well, here's the thing. Writing a book slowly is actually the worst thing you can do if you want to finish your book, okay? Let me say that again. Writing your book slowly is actually the worst thing you can do if you want to finish it. Now, this is actually true of... All things across the board. It's not just true of writing. Research shows that the longer it takes us to finish something, the less likely we are to finish it. And for all the reasons that I already stated, right? We lose interest, we lose motivation, things change, uh, life changes, and suddenly we're kind of losing interest in it. All of these things happen, okay? So, in terms of writing, if it takes us two years to write a book, I can pretty much guarantee you that the second half of that book is going to Feel and be and vibe very differently than the first half did because it took us so long to write it and we were in a completely different headspace. Okay, we can become completely different people from year to year. So, even in the span of six months, you know, the what I'm thinking and how I'm thinking about it and how I'm approaching it is going to be completely different. So, really, you don't want to take a long, long time to write your book. Now, I do understand, you know, why people think that you should, like, why they would totally justify that. Okay. Because writing is hard. We all know that it takes time. And what can you do if you, you know, this is how fast you write and you can't write any faster, right? (laughs) I'm saying write a lot. Um, plus, you know, people talk about how writing too quickly can result in a low quality book. Now there is something to that. Certainly. Um, we don't want a, a low quality book by any means, but I've also kind of noticed after kind of studying, the psychology of the author space a little bit, that we tend to uh, entangle things that we really shouldn't. Meaning we think A is causing a problem and really A is not causing the problem. Something else is, but we just think that it's that. And this is one of those times, okay? A low quality book is not dictated by how fast we write it. Truly, it's not. That is not the end all be all of what creates a low quality book. A low quality book is created because we do not put in all the ingredients that make it high quality. And that includes things like good editing and, you know, um, making sure there are no typos and things like that, but also the story structure and, and everything that goes into writing a great book. Okay. But there are people who can write really great high quality books in a month. And there are people who it takes them a year and a half. And those books could have the same quality to them, okay? So it's not the speed inherently that's the problem. It's just a matter of making sure that you're getting all the right elements and ingredients in there to ensure that it's a high quality book. So all I'm trying to say is that we need to get away from this idea that writing fast automatically equals low quality. It certainly can if you write so fast that you're skipping over some of those elements that are needed. But you can also put those elements in and write a book quickly. Okay, and once again, writing it quickly is what will kind of ensure that we will actually finish it and then can move on to another project. Okay, so um, the other thing I will say is after having said all of that, what difference does it make, whether it's high quality or low quality, if you didn't even finish it to begin with. Right. You can't even edit it and make sure that it's high quality if you didn't finish it. Right. So that's something to keep in mind. Of course, everybody has their own pace. And that's definitely true. And I'm not saying that one case is better than another. Every author's process is going to be different. But whether you are putting out a book every two months or every eight months, here's the thing. All successful authors are putting out books regularly. So whatever that looks like for you, you need to be able to count on how long it's going to take you to put out a book. Okay. And the ones who are full-time and living off their royalties, they put out multiple books a year, at least three to four in most cases. Okay. Okay. That is something that you absolutely can learn to do you can teach yourself to do that you just have to put the right processes in place and train your brain up a little bit okay so in short the best way to increase your word count and write more books is to figure out how to write them relatively quickly which is very subjective um now you might be thinking well i simply can't write that quickly you know so what if i'm just a slow writer or a slow typer Okay. That may be true, but even if that's the case, I want you to add a word to the end of that sentence. Okay. Don't say that you can't write quickly. Say that you can't write quickly yet. I promise with a little bit of work and coaching up, you could easily put out four books a year. Okay. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a minute. So let's go to the fourth mistake. The fourth mistake is one that, oh man, I'm so guilty of doing this, especially in the beginning having really long, massive writing sessions and then not writing for a long time afterward. okay? So what happens, what this looks like is that you force yourself to have either a long timed writing session or maybe put out so many words. So it'd be like in that first story if I just pushed through and forced myself to get those 2,000 words down, right? Um, And then, you know, you're you're happy that you got it done and you're like, ooh, yay, you know, but then when you go to write the next day, you can't do it. Okay. Because you are so burnt out from that writing session that it takes you several days, maybe even several weeks or several months to be able to write again. (laughs) Who has had this experience before? Tell me, tell me in the chat. I used to do this all the time. And you know, there were reasons for it, you know, especially when I was in college, I only had so much time to write. So I was trying to force out the words every time that I could. And, um, but it's just, it's not terribly productive guys. Um, so basically you've tried to do this and you try to get down as many words as possible. And you're thinking to yourself, if I can just do this every day, I'll establish this writing habit with all these words in every session. It'll be great. But honestly, doing it this way, this particular way, um, trying to double or triple or five times your word count in a single session, it, it's, it's about the worst thing you could do <laughs> when it comes to specifically increasing your word count and creating a habit. Okay. Now, I do understand. We hear all the time about certain authors who have these massive daily word counts. And we want that because we know if we can write five or 10K words a day, we'll get our book done, you know, in a jiffy in a week or whatever. But it doesn't really work like that, okay? Even if you pull it off once, like I said, and the next day, you just can't make your brain do it again. And obviously, that's kind of counterproductive. Um, You know, you end up wondering what's wrong with you and finally conclude that, you know, your brain just doesn't work that way. And that is actually something that I really want you to get away from. You hear people say that all the time that, oh, I just can't do that. I just can't write that way. That's just not my process. My brain won't do that. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. Like I I believe them when they say that. But my question is always, okay, maybe that's true now, but you can change that if you want. So if you are perfectly happy with your writing process, and if you are perfectly happy with the word count you have, then great. You know, I I 100% support you. But if you want to increase it, you can. So you have to get away from saying, my brain just doesn't work that way. Because guess what? Everybody's brain can work however they want it to work. You just have to be willing to put in the training for it. Okay? So let's uh, let's use an example. Let's talk about um, a guy who we'll call him Bob. All right? He has sat on his couch for three years with no physical activity or exercise whatsoever. And he decides that tomorrow he's going to get up and put on his shoes and run a marathon and I'm not talking about going running, he is going to run a marathon from zero to 26 miles all in one day. (laughs) Do you think he's going to be successful at that? Probably not. Okay. Even if by some miracle he manages it, which I'm telling you, not so much. Um, but even if he manages half of it or three quarters of it before he drops, you know, and has to be taken to the hospital, um, will he be able to get up and do it again the next day? No, of course not. Okay. He's going to be sore. He's probably going to be injured if he actually tried to do that. Um, and it's just, it's probably going to be days, weeks, depending on the injury, maybe months before he can run again. The exact same thing is true of your writing guys. Okay. Don't try to increase your word count that drastically all at once. It just doesn't work. Your brain, even if you sort of force it is not going to be able to sustain it. Okay. Um, it's going to take you a week to recover a week before you can write more words. And then because it takes you so long to do another writing session, you're going to be back at square one. You won't have actually improved at all. Okay. So what is the point? Small purposeful incremental increases in word count are best. Okay. That is how to not only create your writing habit, but sustain it in a lifelong way. Now I'm not saying that at some point you can't increase to whatever level you want. You can increase to 5,000 words or, you know, whatever is comfortable for you and fits into your lifestyle, but you need to start small and move up slowly the same way you would if you were training for a marathon. Okay. It will create the smoothest, most painless way to increase your word count naturally without burning out. Okay. So yes. Um, I kind of already just said this without going to the slide, sorry, (laughs) but it is the fastest, most effective way to increase your word count. You need to use purposeful planning and scheduling writing daily at first. I will get into these a little bit more in just a second and incremental increases. So um, I'm going to tell you one more story to kind of illustrate this. Um, A few years ago, I think it was 2018 and yeah, you know what, it was even October. So it was about four years ago. Um, Me and some of my sisters and one of my sisters-in-law, we decided to take a little weekend vacation to Vegas. It was just kind of a girl's trip. We drove down on Friday and we're going to stay two nights and, you know, basically two days and then drive back on Sunday so we could all be back for work on Monday. Um, So I remember it was the second night or it was the evening of the second night we were going to be there and it was dark and we were headed back to our hotels. You know, we were going to go to sleep and get up and drive home in the morning. And... I was in so much pain, okay, my feet hurt so badly, and we even got to the point where I could see the front entrance of our hotel, it was just a little ways away, like I could have thrown a rock and hit it, you know, like maybe 20 feet or something, and I really didn't know if I was going to make it inside, and we all actually sat down on a bench with only that far to go and rested before we could keep going, okay. Kind of pathetic, yes, but I knew exactly what we'd done wrong. Okay, we planned this really quick little weekend getaway and we did have an idea of what we wanted to do while we were there, but we still didn't really plan how to do it or when to do it. We didn't have a specific itinerary, we were just kind of going from thing to thing to thing, trying to get it all in because it was such a short trip. Okay, we walked the entire time, we like walked up one side of the strip and then back down in a single day, and <laughs> we were comparing. Um, step counters. So like, I think my sister-in-law had a Fitbit and I just have it on a, an app on my phone. And so we all had some sort of step counter and we really did like 35,000 steps that day, which wouldn't have been a big deal if we were all in really good shape. If we walked all the time, if we had, you know, maybe walked a couple of hours every day leading up to it so that, you know, our bodies and our feet were getting used to it, but we didn't do any of that. We weren't very smart about it. Okay. So it really felt like our feet were falling off, you know, by the time we got home, it was like, I was totally thinking I was going to look down and just see stumps and my feet would be gone. (laughs) Um, But no, it really did feel that way. I mean, yeah, I'm being a little bit over the top, but it really was not a fun experience because of that. Um, We did all have a lot of fun, you know, and I still have pictures from it, but we also agreed that we would not do that again, that we would plan a little better on our next trip. And, um, you know, the next day we drove home, so we didn't have to walk around. But of course, you know, being on the road can make you really stiff and make things like that worse. But literally all of us, we could not walk for like three days. Even once we got home, we were texting each other and yeah, you know, I tried to get up today and I couldn't walk you. And everybody was like, yeah, same. I mean, it was just, it was not a good thing. Once again, this applies to your writing too. Okay. You don't want to have these massive, massive increases because not only is it not going to achieve what you wanted, it could actually slow you down. Okay. If you burn yourself out so badly that you cannot write for a week or a month, obviously you're not going to have, you know, any productive writing days for that period of time. But if you use smaller writing times every single day, then you will have gotten things done and words written every single one of those days instead of being burnt out, right? Okay, so back to my story from the beginning, I told you that I decided I was going to figure this out and I started reading books and learning different things and trying to figure out the best techniques for this. Well, I thought I would talk to you about my results and understand that this took years for me to get here, but now I pretty regularly can write five to 7,000 words per session. And I do that in an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Um, I have done batch writing for various reasons where I've written 5k or 15k words in a single day. Now I'm not recommending that you do that and understand that I do not do that every day. I'm not someone who writes 15k words a day, five days a week or anything like that. Those were specific times when I needed to batch. Um far from it. But my point is that if you have a step-by-step writing process for increasing your word count slowly, over time you will create a daily writing habit. Now notice that I have daily in um quotation marks. That's because I call it a daily writing habit, but you'll get to a point where you don't necessarily have to write every single day. Um, I usually recommend that people start by writing daily until they establish their habit. But the point of a habit is to get you to where you can just, you know, turn it on and turn it off whenever you want to, to get to a point where you can write 15K words in a day, or you can write 2000 words in a day, or you can write, you know, whatever you can sit down and immediately flip a switch and be kind of in your creative zone. Guys, this is what I mean about not waiting for the muse you can cultivate this, you can get your brain to where you can do this. And and for some reason, authors don't talk about this very much. Okay. Um, Again, the most successful and prolific authors that I have interviewed, always say that they write no matter what, and that pretty soon they can get into the zone. And it's not a big deal. But it is being prolific and writing a lot of words that creates not only the writing habit, but you know, and obviously allows you to build your backlist faster, but it's trains your brain for writing so that it becomes second nature. So that writing is not hard anymore. Okay. Just like anything else, just like running, just like fitness, just like reading, anything that you want to accomplish with practice comes mastery. So you have to be able to do this all the time on command to get your words done. And you can absolutely train your brain to do that, but it just takes a little bit of time and you have to be willing to put in the work. Okay. So I just wanted to let you know that that is possible if that's something that you want. Um, let's see. All right. So I told you that I was going to, um, make an announcement about something. And I want to talk to you about that really fast before we move on. I have decided to start what is called the prolific author membership. I have uh, launched a few courses over the last few years. And a lot of you have seen me do workshops and launch them and everything. Um, but I'm being told by a lot of writers, especially new writers that, they are looking for something a little bit simpler, okay? They not only do not want to put out a lot of money up front for something because, you know, they're just getting started and they're not really quite to the point where they can do that yet, but also it can be really overwhelming to get an entire course thrown at you all at once. (laughs) And I do understand that. I mean, I certainly don't want you to sacrifice all your writing time in order to learn the stuff. It's better to learn it kind of piecemeal a little at a time and, you know, integrate it as you go. So I've started the membership. It's a very low monthly fee. Like most things, there's not like a contract or anything. You can cancel whenever you want, come into it, leave, whatever you want to do. But this is the way that it's going to work. Um, You're going to get four coaching calls every month. The first week, you will have a coaching call that will center around story craft. So things like how to build out your characters. Um, if you need to figure out how to fill in the middle of your story because you have the beginning and the end. If you need how to learn how to write the end of your story. You know, it's just going to focus on the story craft part of it. The second week is implementation week. And what that means is that I'm going to be there to help you implement whatever you need. Um, I also sometimes call this chocolate and chit chat because it's kind of a... a casual sort of thing. And um, I encourage people to bring chocolate to it. Um, but that's just me. But basically, you can ask your questions about your individual story, and I will be there to answer it. So it's sort of one-on-one coaching and just the ability to get your answered. Um, the third will be about marketing. I'm going to focus on story-based marketing, and especially things that don't cost money up front, you know, to, so being able to market without a big budget, I probably will eventually teach pay-per-click ads, but not until next year. Um, and then the fourth week is the implementation of the marketing. So once again, you can ask specific questions and I can look at your specific marketing if you need me to, that sort of thing. So that is what's going to be in the membership. And of course you'll have access to anything that's come before. Okay. Um, So I'm just starting this up. If anyone's interested, um, let's see, what have I got here? Storycraft, we're going to be learning the prolific author method, um, which is my method for planning your story. I go through it step by step and show you exactly how to do every single part of it. It is not a template. I show you how to really drill down and figure out the story that you are trying to tell and then how to build out from there and how to make sure that every part, the characters, the character arcs, the beginning, the middle, the end, um, the subplots, all of it, the romance that's in it always will serve the story that you're trying to tell. So that's what we're going to start out with, um, at first. And that's what we'll be learning. And then of course, for story-based marketing, um, for example, this month, so, uh, will be on the 18th, I believe is the coaching call for, for marketing this month. We're going to learn how to master your book copy for any platform, including social media. So that is like how to, write copy that will get results and get people to want to buy your book and help you sell books that you can put anywhere. So you can use it in, um, uh, email. You can use it on any social media. You can use it in videos, you know, TikTok, YouTube, um, static posts, uh, anything like that elevator pitches. Okay. I'm just going to kind of teach you how to write that kind of copy and secrets to really connecting with the reader so that they, you know, you're giving them what they want in a small blurb that will make them want to buy the book. Okay, so that's what we're going to be focusing on. Um, like I said, it's low monthly fee, cancel anytime, no contracts. Okay, so if you are interested in that, um you can go to bit.ly forward slash TPA member and you'll see a lot more details about the membership. And there will also be join now buttons, which will take you to where you can join. Okay. Um, so I wanted to just announce that I'm doing that and In kind of a recap of what we've talked about today, um, in order to increase your word count, you need to make sure that you are scheduling and committing to certain times in order to write, okay? It doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter if it's the same time every day or different times or you know 15 minutes and then the next time's 30 minutes or whatever, but you need to make sure that you're scheduling it. Um, You need to make sure that you are doing incremental word increases and honestly, You need to make sure that you are comfortable at a particular level before you increase. So if you are at 500 words in an hour, maybe you increase to 700 words, but don't, once you hit 700, automatically jump to 800. Maybe do 700 for a few days or even a few weeks until you are satisfied that that is fairly easy for you and then move on, right? Um, Okay, so this is the kind of thing that you need to get done. Now this is actually what I taught inside the membership this month. In fact, I just put the uh, um, training for how to increase your word count in there today. And I go into a lot more detail step by step about how to do this. i show you how to schedule um, some different tips and tricks for getting yourself into the right mindset. There's also training on kind of how to set up your workspace, things like that. That's some of the uh, bonus training that's already in the membership. So if you were to join the membership, it will already be waiting in there for you. I've told you here what you need to do and the more in-depth training in the membership shows you exactly how to do it, okay? And there's a little bit more talk about how to train up your brain in different ways to make sure that you have success at uh, getting your word count where you want it to be, okay? So that is basically how the membership works. Um, There's already at least 10 hours of training in there, which is just like bonus stuff that you can start to go through while you're waiting for the next coaching call to drop. But they do drop every single week. And part of that too is making sure that you don't get overwhelmed. Okay, so you'll get a coaching call. There are usually things that you can implement right away. And if you're having any trouble, you show up at implementation week and I'll help you out. Um, But the point is to only give you, you know, a little bit of stuff every month so that you are not getting overwhelmed and having to spend hours and hours and hours implementing this marketing, for example, um, and when you really should be writing. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that is it for today. I hope that this was helpful to you. Do you have any questions about, um, either how to, uh, increase your word count or about the membership? Give you a second because I think there's a little bit of a lag. The other thing is that I'm going to uh, be doing these live trainings a little bit more often in here. I'm going to try to do one a week. Um, I haven't been doing them very regularly for the last little while. But the next one is um, we're going to be talking about secrets for getting or for writing stories that will get you more reviews, downloads, and keep readers coming back to your stories again and again. So that's the one that I will do in here uh, next week, and you'll see uh, you'll see when I put it in here, and I'll send out an email as well. All right. Well, if there are no questions, then I will leave it at that. I hope that you found some value in the session about how to increase your word count and good luck implementing it. I hope that you have a wonderful week of writing and get lots and lots of words written. Okay. If you do have any other questions, feel free to put them in the comments and I will keep checking back. All right. Everyone have a wonderful afternoon and I will see you next week. Bye. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, can you do me a solid and share it with other authors you think might benefit from it? Remember, the rising tide lifts all boats. Also, if you haven't yet, would you be willing to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? It's the only way for me to know that you're enjoying the podcast and it helps Apple recommend it to other authors like you who might benefit from it. Finally, if you haven't already, hop over and join the Prolific Author community on Facebook. Inside, Authors Network ask questions and I often do teaching via Facebook Lives. Thank you so much for listening today. Happy story crafting this week. And remember, there is always a market for awesome.